Well, I'm so excited to welcome Brad Marks, the Chief Marketing Officer of Soam Sleep to CMO Pulse. Brad, how are you? Great to, great to chat with you. Great to chat with you too. I'm doing well. And yeah, thanks for uh, having me on your, uh, your, your show here, uh, Tanya. Absolutely. And you're looking fresh. I guess you got a good night's sleep last night. I did indeed. Um, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> this, this, you know, this isn't a product that I, I market. I, I use it as well. And I have been for actually the last four years, uh, routinely every night. So, uh, it's, uh, it's been a game changer for, for my life. So, uh, I don't just market it. I actually, I actually use it as well, which is, which is, uh, which is great. For those viewers and listeners that aren't familiar with your product, can you tell us a little bit about um, what what we, everyone needs to know? Sure. So, um, you know this this product it's called Psalm Sleep, and uh, it's a it's a sleep drink. So, eight ounces, drug free, non habit forming. Um, you could drink it one night a week, seven nights a week. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, a uh, you know, a, a great solution and a, and, a, and a great product, um, to help you, uh, calm down and, uh, you know, get a good restful night of sleep and all the ingredients in our drink, uh, your body naturally produces with the exception of L-theanine, but that's pretty much found in a healthy diet. So, Everything in here, your body produces already, which is, um, you know, a fantastic thing to know, uh, you know, to put in your body since there's so many other, I guess, sleep aids out there that, uh, um, that are actual drugs and stuff, you know, kind of foreign to your body. So that's, uh, that's the concept. And, you know, that's why, you know, we created this product because there wasn't a solution um, out there. And, you know, uh, there's a million energy drinks. Uh, they get you up, but nothing to get you down. So that's that's Psalm Sleep in a, in a nutshell. Love it. Can you tell us a little bit about, and I, I know we're going to walk through some critical moments in your career, but I'm, I'm particularly interested in this one. Um, it's obviously a product that you're very passionate about. Can you talk a little bit about your decision to join Psalm Sleep what that was like for you. And, you know, I know that you've also been heading up marketing, um, you know, through, through the whole pandemic and, and, and all of that. So can you speak a little bit about what that experience has been like and what personally made you make that decision? Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, I think with, with, uh, with any job you have, you have to, you know, definitely be passionate about it. (laughs) Um, You have to believe in the product as well. So, um, I would never be able to work, market, do anything for a product that I personally didn't believe in. So um, an old business partner of mine, he's our current president and founder, Abdul Khan. Um, he uh, called me out of the blue and, you know, we sp- speak from you know time to time, but he said, uh, I have, I've been working on this product. It's a sleep drink. And my first reaction was, what's a sleep drink since it's such a foreign concept. So he actually sent me, uh, this jar, actually, this is the jar right here. Um, it came in a glass bottle, no label, as you can see, it just, you know, or no, no, no nutritional facts. This is it. So he sent me three of these in a FedEx, um, and said, just try them, you know, call me after you try them. And it was, I drank three of them. Um, was a little nervous to be honest with you, since it's such a foreign concept, right? You're drinking something to go down. Um, but it was three of the best night's sleep I've had. So that was it. Uh, I was in immediately and, you know, the rest is history. Here, here we are, um, 
it's about four and a half years later, um, still going strong. Um, and so, yeah, I, I came on board. I was the first hire basically, um, at Psalm sleep. Um, and they had already developed the formula. Um, I think two months after I started is when the formula was locked. Um, and about four months after I started is when we did our first production run. And what was that like to, like, essentially give birth to a brand, at least from a marketplace standpoint? How did you break that down? Like, what was, where did you start on that? Of course, yeah. So, you know, with with, with any brand, right, um, this is a unique one because not only is it a startup, a brand new company, but we're also a brand new category as well. Right. So, you know, those two things, um, the biggest thing we needed to do was build credibility in the marketplace really, really quickly. Um, just like when I was sent the jar, I was, uh, you know, I was skeptical, you know, there's a lot of bad products out there. Um, so how do we alleviate, you know, a consumer's concerns? Like, is this a gimmick? Does it really work? Um, a lot of ways you can go with this. Uh, you know, this is sleep does not discriminate. It's, uh, you know, young, old, <laughs> you know, any race, sex, you name it, it does not discriminate. So um, we needed to build credibility fast. And, and, you know, the best way and kind of my background as well was in sports marketing. So um, I actually seeded the product pre-launch um, to, a, a, you know, a lot of my you know, friends and associates that, that I've worked with in the past. Um, and, um, you know, just, uh, just to get their feedback, if you will. Um, and the crazy thing was, um, they all wanted to buy it for their team. And I said, we're not even for sale yet, but okay. I think we got a winner here. So using sports and it wasn't necessarily an athlete. It was more of your dietitian, your strength coach, your head of performance, et cetera. Um, and getting them beyond our products since they are the best of the best and they work with the best of the best. So um, really, you know, we didn't know what to expect when we seeded this product initially, but it, uh, it really, um, we knew we had a winner because we knew we were drinking this product for months and we knew how well it was working for us. But until you get feedback from, you know, the top of the top, you really, you, you know, you don't know yourself. So once that happened, um, that was the direction we were going to go in. Um, and, you know, to this day, we still utilize, um, you know, a, a ton of different teams and, um, and sports and, and whatnot. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's been great. And having these credible individuals, uh, some of them are even on our advisory board now um, that work with, you know, world-class athletes, um, actors, et cetera, is, um, you know, it's really telling and it really helps us tell our story and bring credibility to our product. Uh, it, uh, I want to pick up on something interesting that you, you said specifically around category creation. So there are adjacent categories, like this is not entirely left field or wacky, but it is essentially a brand new category that, that you're working through. How did you approach that differently as a marketer where you're not only educating on a brand and a need and features benefits, but you're actually, you know, kind of educating the average consumer on 
sleep and, you know, uh, making sure that you're not pigeonholing the product to be like, hey, this is just if you're having problems with sleep as opposed to, hey, this is for everyone who sleeps, which is pretty much everyone, you know. Like how did you break that down? It's a a great point you bring up because actually when we launched, we kept referring to our product as a sleep aid, and which it is, but it's also more than that. Um, Personally, I don't have sleep issues at all. I use it to, as a routine based, uh, you know, system for myself. Um, so just like I put my kids down at eight, eight thirty at night, I put myself down at nine, nine thirty. So I drink mine. It takes about 30 minutes for the drink to kick in. So I drink mine usually around, you know, nine or nine thirty, Um, and I'm, I'm out, I'm out cold before 10 o'clock. In fact, last night, um, I actually fell asleep at nine ten PM, which I would never be able to do in a million years. So it's not just a sleep aid. It's a way for you to, you know, get into a routine, um, and get that circadian rhythm going with your body, which helps, uh, cognitive function, physical performance, etc. So, um, yeah, it's a great point you bring up because it's more than a sleep aid. This is, you know, a way to, uh, you know, to really jumpstart your day. Uh, we have an expression we use at Psalm. Um, we say your day starts the night before. And what we mean by that is if you wake up in the morning and you drink your coffee, your energy drink or whatever, it may be too late. If you really focused on the night before and got your, you know, uh, you know, proper sleep that you need, um, it's going to set yourself up to be very productive the next day. What do you have to say to the sleep skeptics out there? Like, how did you tackle that from a messaging and marketing? Like the ones who go, well, you know, but some of the most successful people in the world only sleep an hour a day or, uh, you know, some of the wacky stories you hear of like, I sleep one hour for every six that I'm awake and I'm just constantly napping. Like there, there is a lot of rhetoric around that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny when I, growing up, it, you know, it was always a badge of honor to say, you know, I pulled an all nighter and you know, study for my my finals, or only got two hours of sleep last night. Now, when you say that, people look at you like you're not that smart, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, it's science, really. It's this is this is not just me saying that. I mean, this is this is now this is proven. Um, that, um, you know, your, your cognitive and physical function is dependent on your sleep. Um, and, you know, to the people that say, I only sleep three hours or, you know, you're really not, you know, doing yourself a service. And I always tell this story because I always thought it was, you know, kind of, kind of funny, but Elon Musk, I remember came out and said he only sleeps two or three hours a night. Um, and sometimes sleeps under his desk and, um, you know, he got crushed out there in the media because, you know, people said you, you can't be a leader by only sleeping two hours or three hours a night. So, um, yeah, that's it's it's science has proven this. And I think people now it's it's not a uh, we're not we're not a, in a world now where people are, um, you know, uh, they, they're understanding the value of sleep more than they ever have. So when it comes to um, to that you know, part of the business, I think we're, we're already there. Um, where we are unique is, 
you know, you're drinking a liquid to go to sleep at night, which right now seems a little bit foreign, but not that long ago, Red Bull came out with an energy drink, the first of its kind. Before that, the way people consumed energy was through coffee or an energy pill. Think about that concept. Who takes an energy pill nowadays? Nobody. Now, nowadays, you know, melatonin pills are a, a very prevalent, probably the most prevalent, you know, sleep formula at the moment. Um, but, you know, we're hoping in time, as Red Bull did for energy, we're doing the same thing for sleep. It's a very unmedicinal way to, uh, you know, put these, you know, different ingredients um, and nutrients in your body um, that uh, is, is basically the opposite of a Red Bull. I think that's a, that's a nice approach right there. <laughs> um, so, so you're leading this product and, you know, you have a team and you've got some resources, but you're certainly not funded with all of the big sort of CPG giants. How do you prioritise what's going to have the most impact for you and, like, what's, what's kind of in your playbook? Yeah, you know, I I, I consider my, myself a very untraditional marketer. Um, you know, my my career path is is you know not of the norm. I would say <laughs> working, uh, you know, starting my career at a, at a talent agency actually and producing films. But you know, uh, I feel like we're all more. Everyone's a marketer, and it's just in a different capacity. Uh, whether you're marketing people or brands or whatever, um, you know, you know. With, with, with some, you know, not being, um, you know, heavily funded. Yeah, we are an early stage startup. You have to get really creative. Um, you know, 20, 25 years ago might not be as easy as it is today. Um, but there's a lot of different ways um, to market the product. And, you know, social media um, is, a, is, a, is a huge part of this. Um, there's, there's very alt alternative ways than, you know, your traditional, traditional marketing approaches, which is, you know, spending, you know, tens of millions of dollars on, you know, TV, uh, you know, radio, et cetera. So, um, yeah, you know, you, you guys, um, um, and it's there, it's for the taking. It's just, you know, you gotta, you gotta search and you gotta find it. You, you mentioned social media, and I know that you you do have a very active social presence. Can you talk a little about the role of social media and how you know you've you and your team have have approached all the different platforms? Absolutely, and, and we have um, you know two great people that kind of run our social media, Erica and, and Christine, um, and 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 they're phenomenal um, and. You know, the interesting thing about social media is you got to really treat every channel um, differently. They all have their own um, sort of content, if you will. You know, your TikTok content is not going to work on Instagram and vice versa and not going to work on Facebook and LinkedIn and et cetera. So, um, you know, it's, it's really about finding that niche, we call it, and what's working. We've had several videos go viral um in the last year on tiktok and um it's really interesting because they all are different types of people 
they're all different type of content, but the actual message that's coming off is the same. So trying to find those, um, you know, common themes on why these videos went viral and we're trying and, and try to replicate them. Um, when you do have a video go viral, it affects your sales, you know, drastically. It's, it's, it's actually wild and it's not just online, it's in retail as well. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a big part of our business, to be honest with you. Um, and it, and it leads to, um, you know, we call it, uh, you know, leveling up basically and, and, you know, um, you know, creating a new baseline for our, our monthly revenue. It, it really gets you to another level every time these, you know, videos go viral and, and, and whatnot. So it's, it's a, it's a very, very big part of our business and something we, uh, we spend a lot of time on and, um, you know, take very seriously. Well, and you're, you're saying a lot of things around treating each platform differently and how to figure out what fits where. What's your approach to insights um, and, and ongoing learning with respect to each platform? Because it sounds like you're actually being quite clinical about each platform. So it'd be great to hear more about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think social media changes um, on a daily basis, right? Instagram is very different today than it was at launch, even five years ago. Um, you know, uh, I think a lot of um, these platforms become saturated um, and you got to pivot. You got to see what what's working and what's not. Um, and you got to see, um, you know, where you're where, where, where you're getting the most value from the content that you're putting out there. Um, and there's a rhyme and a reason for it. So, you know, you know, our, our, our Instagram um, is the content is. I call it almost like a um, a piece of art, if you will. Right? It's 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 curated pictures and 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 really helping with our branding. Uh, our TikTok content is very different than that; almost the complete opposite. You know, our Twitter content is more informational. So you really have to uh, you know know what you're doing. You can't just you know put the same content across all platforms and expect things to work. And do your um, do your social teams sort of routinely review what's working from a like from an insight standpoint, and then feed that back to you, or how do you kind of keep it all moving? Yeah, they're they're like I said, they're phenomenal, um, and it's always a work in progress. No one, if we had the answer on what's going to go viral, you know, we we'd have a different company, right? So nobody nobody know nobody has all the answers to this, but of course, you know, we're going to see what gets the most engagement, what worked, what didn't. Um, it's, it's always a work in progress. Um, and right when you think you, you, you got it nailed, you don't, uh, you know, the algorithm gets changed, um, you know, as far as who's seeing your content and whatnot. So um, yeah, it's always a work in progress. We're always looking at the insights and, you know, it's, it's trial and error really is. And once you find that, that little piece or, or whatnot that works, um, you know, uh, you, you go all in and, and they're great. Like I said, Erica and Christine, um, they, they do such a great job and, you know, all, all of our stuff is, is well thought, thought, thought out in advance um, and, um, you know, um, it's, it's, it's worked really well for us. Uh, so you're always changing, you're always pivoting. And of course, never more so than in the last, let's call it year and a half. Can you talk a little bit about how you evolved the business, your approach to marketing as so much stuff in the world was changing at such a rapid pace? 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, this, this pandemic is obviously unprecedented and we all know that. Right. Um, and you know, when things happen, um, you know, there's two ways, you know, I call it, you know, uh, you know, a tragedy or, or, or bad news, whatever it is, you, you, you could process it in many different ways. Um, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a pure optimist, I guess. So, you know, yes, you look at the situation, the whole world changed, our whole business changed, the way we market changed. Um, so there's two ways to look at it. You can go feel sorry for yourself and say, man, uh, oh, we can't do this, 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 and this anymore. Or you could say, okay, we can't do this, but there's 10 other doors that we can open. And that's what we did. There were opportunities that didn't exist before, um, you know, that we, uh, that we jumped at and we were able to do, whether it was, you know, newspaper advertising that was, uh, you know, looking for people to spend money and, and, you know, and so on and so forth. So there was a lot of different uh, doors that opened for us, which, which really helped us. And, um, you know, with the pandemic, uh, you know, sleep, um, sleep, getting proper sleep affects your immune system. And the goal, obviously, for all of us, as everyone was, you know, taking vitamin C and vitamin D and zinc and all these other things to keep their immune system strong, sleep is at the forefront of that. So where sleep used to be a, um, you know, a luxury, if you will, hey, if, if I don't get my proper sleep, it's okay, I can get it tomorrow. Now, you're susceptible. If you're not getting your proper sleep, you're opening yourself up to getting sick because your immune system is going to be weakened and you have the potential not only to catch COVID, but other viruses as well. So um, it's really helped us a lot where now it's a necessity for people. People have to get sleep. Um, and, um, you know, with, with the pandemic as well, you know, the stress, um, of, of everything, right? Not, not just getting sick, but the financial repercussions, you know, your family, friends, kids, et cetera. Um, it's, it's really, um, kept people up at night, you know? So, uh, our drinks really helped in regards to that as a way to, you know, um, you know, unwind and, and, and really help your body with the nutrients that it was depleted of, um, to be able to get a good night's sleep. When you uh, when you look back across your career, what do you see as the most influential decision that you've made? Wow, that's a that's a tough question. The most influential decision in my my whole career. Yeah. You know, I I really can't pinpoint one decision to be honest with you. You know, um, and I don't really look at, I think every experience that I've ever had has, or every decision that I've made has led me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have the experience doing a hundred other things, I don't think I would be as good of a marketer as I am today. Um, it's, um, so, so I, I really wouldn't pinpoint one actual decision. It's, it's a combination of everything. And I think, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly has led me to where I'm at today. And listen, I've, 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 I've done some great things. I've done some poor things. I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, we're all human, but it's, um, I think it's important to, to really learn from, you know, the mistakes and, and, uh, it's helped you succeed when you can identify, 
um, the mistakes that you've made and, and, and approve upon that. Okay. So, all right. So then we'll let go of most influential, but what about like one of your top picks? Like what's something where you've gone, gosh, I was at a crossroads. I went this way and wow, like that played out this way. And it taught me that. Yeah. I, okay. I guess I could say, I mean, the, the transition. Um, so I worked in entertainment for a very long time and it, it was, you know, working with writers, actors, directors, athletes. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I've, I pivoted into a completely different business when I uh, took a job at Muscle Farm, which is a sports nutrition company. So that was really my first, um, you know, experience at a pure CPG company. I worked in CPG, but this was, you know, uh, at the time they were doing 180 million in sales. So this is a real big business. Um, and to come in, not actually physically worked in that industry was a big pivotal moment for me and something I just fell in love with immediately. Um, and it's just, it's, I'm still going here and, and, uh, not finished yet. So, but that's, that's, uh, that, that, that would probably be the one, you know, kind of moment that's led me here and, and really changed the course of my career. What, what was the big difference for you shifting from media and entertainment to CPG? It's a huge difference. Um, you know, um, whereas before it was working with individuals, um, and marketing them as people now, now we're, we're actually selling goods. Um, and, and, you know, uh, there's, there's a big difference there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, 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 uh, that's a huge transition to, to, from selling people to actual products. Um, it's, it's completely different. Yeah. Um, if you could go back to the start of your career and offer yourself one piece of advice, what would that be? Um, wow. That's, that's a loaded question. Um, you know, I stress out a lot over things and, you know, the little things and I'm a lot better today than I was in the beginning of my career. So, um, you know, if I could look back at myself when I started the William Morris agency in July of 2000, I would say just, chill out. It's all going to work. It always works out. Just enjoy the process and have fun. You know, yes, you want to take things seriously, but don't take it too seriously. I mean, we're supposed to, This your job is supposed to be, it's a job, but it's supposed to be fun. So I, I, I would tell myself to, to chill out and not take things so seriously when I was in my early twenties. That's great advice. <laughs> Although it's funny, I always when I when I hear when I think about that advice, I always go, like, would it would things have turned out differently if you hadn't stressed as much? You know what I mean? Like, was there something good in that? It's always it's always so tough to know, right? It, it, it is, but you know, um, you know, it's hard when you're when you're when you're you're still trying to find yourself in your early twenties as well, right? So, um, you know, and you you see. I can't imagine what it's like today with these kids because I didn't have social media oh, when I was in my twenties. So, you know, um, but you know, the people you worked with, you saw success and, you know, you wanted to emulate that and put a lot of pressure on yourself to get to that level. Uh, now it's every, you see it, you see it on social media. A lot of it is, is fake or, you know, uh, curating. I think a lot of our mental health issues today are due to that. So I don't know, 
how uh, I would have handled things, you know, back in my early twenties, having, you know, all these other distractions around me. But uh, um, yeah, you know, it's, listen, for all the young people out there listening, it's, it, it, it always works out, you know, stress, stress is the killer of all everything. So just relax, enjoy, enjoy the process. And it always works out in the end. So uh, no need, no need to stress. I love that. Uh, last one for you. Uh, what are you excited about looking out into the future? And I know that a lot of, you know, that we've still got a long way to go. We're certainly not beyond the pandemic, but little things are starting to come back. Like as you look out to, you know, to the next couple of months and next year, what's what's really uh, what's really getting you jazzed? Yeah, just, you know, we had, I had a, um, a natural food expo last week in Philadelphia, and that was the first time, you know, uh, since the pandemic that we've, the community's kind of gotten together. So, it was great. Um, and I look forward to, to more of that. I love the, the human interaction, letting, you know, talking to people, letting them touch, feel, taste our product. So that'll be great as well. But, you know, all in all, you know, um, I've learned a lot and there's been a lot of self-reflection during the pandemic as well. Um, you know, one, one big thing that, that, uh, excites me is, you know, is our product, is genuinely helping people. And as we grow and get bigger and bring up, uh, pick up more retailers and, and so on and so forth, the fact that we are helping people and, and to be able to help them at scale is, is really a very rewarding thing for myself. And I know my colleagues, um, and it's, you know, it's something that, uh, that, that I love. I love waking up in the morning knowing we're doing good. We're not slinging, you know, stereos, right? This product is genuinely helping people. And it's, it's a great feeling to know that. And it's great to get that, that, uh, that confirmation when we get these DMs, these emails from people telling us, thank you. Um, I haven't been able to sleep uh, in years and I discovered your product and, you know, it's, it's changed my life. When you get that, it keeps you going. And that's what I look forward to in the next year, two years, five years, 10 years is to continuing to help people because it's such a rewarding feeling and it makes this job very unjob like. That's incredible. <laughs> Listen, it's so great to, to hear your story and, um, you know, to, to make sure that everyone understands like the vision around that. Such a pleasure chatting with you, Brad. Look forward to, to hearing more as, as stuff unfolds. Excellent. Thank you so much, Tanya. You're great and pre appreciate uh, you taking the time to, to chat with me. Absolutely. All right. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.